so good morning good afternoon good evening good night whenever you're listening to this this or watching this sorry uh this is matthew bailey and this is episode three of hip-hop's top 10 this is a podcast basically where we celebrate you know hip-hop you know um the genre itself turning 50 this year uh august the 11th to be precise and of course you know as we did last time you know we're gonna just share um top 10 picks for this all-time favorite hip-hop albums right i shared mine my previous interviewee did the same thing so today our latest interviewee is none other than mr p chill salute hey thank you man for having me on the show man this is great it's always great to talk to you man yeah 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 yeah. uh rapper producer extraordinaire you know um he reached out to me a few years back uh with his um digital album you um you know release that would be for digging um aka create diggers anthem slash millions of militants you know really really solid um set of singles there and then later on i would you know check out his uh 14th 14th album life living in fragile environments right uh really enjoy that and actually made it to my to my favorites of uh favorite album list of 2021 man you know you really did a great job there. really really appreciate thank you so much i really appreciate that man it means a lot to me so thank you so of course i had to reach out to you you know i mean in terms of you know just just hearing what your your list is right um and i'll just kind of kick things off with this right of course the floor is going to be to you right um you know just from those um, albums alone i just really picked up on that 80s golden era vibe you know what i mean and it's just great that there are artists out there that uh unapologetically just keeping that that um that that style of you know rock music going forward right yes we're in the 2020s but it doesn't matter you know what i mean because there was you know a lot of um, value and just you know just energy and just power in you know just that old school era if you want to call it that right and you know it's just great that there are artists that you know keep that um that torch going right you know what i mean so i love that thank you man and that's and, and really it's just it's what i know if i tried to go out and make music that's in the style of a lot of uh, the, the younger cats. And this is no way, shape, or form a diss on the newer styles of the younger cats, but I feel like I look like that, that old guy you see at the bar, like, he's like 50 years old, but he's trying to hit on the 21-year-old chick, and it's like, come on, come on, dude. That's, that's not your scene, man. That's not your scene. So, yeah, no disrespect to the younger cats. I know my lane, and I stay in my lane, and, and I'm comfortable in my lane, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've had a lot of, lot of success in that lane, and again, 14 albums, right? So... There we go, right? Can't believe that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So let's let's jump into to your list. Um, of course, you know, as as with mine and you know my previous interviewee, you know, um, feel free to drop your honorable mentions, and then you could just jump into your ten to one, right? But uh, to start things off, um, you could just let us know what your criteria is in terms of your list. Like, how did how did you put this list together? The, the, my list was put together uh, the top ten albums that that molded me as an artist uh most of them were when i was younger but of course you know as we get older we still continue to learn so there's some newer ones in there as well um but they're all ones that had an impact on me musically or just in my life in general helping shape me who i am as a person as well as as a musician so it may not be everybody's top 10 some people might be like what was that record wait why that one but not this one but no these are this is what's what what did it for me right here so mm-hmm. well yeah be chill your list. All right. We're going to start off and we're going to count them backwards. Number 10, The Knock. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no. Sorry. Do you, do you have any honorable mentions? Or, or... Honorable mentions. Oh, man. I didn't even I didn't even go that far. Because it, it was a hard list to put just 10 of them together, man. Um, I know. Definitely honorable mention is going to be uh, Public Enemy's Fear of a Black Planet. Yeah, yeah. 
one he did before he got on death row and he still had kind of that that old school panther kind of feel to his shit that was like it kind of went away when he signed with death row in my opinion and i really like the whole the, the message is the tupac is pushing out there so those are a couple of the honorable mentions that didn't make my list but they're definitely were impactful to me as, as well so yeah it was, it was a rather emotive record actually right you know like like just given where he was at that stage in his life you know there was just a lot of emotion that that came out of that record but um you know to be fair all eyes on me is great right but it was just more of that celebratory fresh out of jail you know me yeah. kind of vibe to it you know me? But, I, yeah. I wish i wish he would have lived longer because i really would have loved to have seen where he went from from the Machiavelli where he where, where he where it was done when he died, I would love to have seen where he would have gone, and it's it's a shame. Rest in peace to Tupac. I wish he was still here. Him and Biggie. I mean, shoot. Yeah, rest in peace. Yep. No. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, you want me to get into my ten? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Take it away. Let's do it. All right. And and of course, of course, uh, take take your time with it. You know what I mean? Um, the floor is yours, so you know you could get into detail as to why you love the album okay. and you know favorite tracks and so on. And so absolutely. So. My number 10 record is this group from Los Angeles called The Nonce. And they had an album called World Ultimate. It was in about 1995, I believe, that came out. Then down the street to 81st place, the kid with the fat face, with the fat case for sale. $10, if you was known, I put the turntable down for the microphone. I used to sell mixtapes, but now I'm an MC. I got the rhymes in 
with the rap contest. I used to try and get mine, cause I thought I was fresh. I like LL Lashan with my Roxanne rhyme. It might sound whack, but it was dope at the time. Then it progressed with styles up the eye fresh. MCs like Ganja K and the rest post meter with the pause mix cut. Rocket Southwest College tearing it up. And the reason that I picked right. that one was back at that point in my career in the early 90s, most of what was coming out of where I'm from, Sacramento, was more hardcore gangster edge type of stuff. And I was doing a lot of pr- production for these other these other rappers. I was doing more beat making, not so much rhyming as much as I as I wanted to be doing, because I felt like there really wasn't a niche for doing anything conscious right here where I was living at. So I spent a lot of time just you know, doing production and getting in the mix with other MCs that were a little different in their style for me, but hey, we're all MCs, so we're all under the same umbrella, and we're all big family, so let's do this. But I went into Tower Records uh, to pick up the Me Against the World album, ironically enough, and they had the listening wow. station, and I saw this album cover, and the cover has that black globe of the world on it, like all shiny and like reflecting on the, on the, on the white surfaces, and I'm like, what is that? So I popped on the headphones and listened to it at the listening station. And I was blown away. It was my first time hearing L.A. underground conscious hip-hop in my life. I had no idea this even this whole scene even existed down there in Los Angeles. And I bought the CD, brought it home, and played it, and played it, and played it, and played it. There's uh, track, tracks on their mixtapes is, is the joint. I used to sell mixtapes, but now I'm an MC. I mean, that, oh, my God. Oh, I heard that song. I, I heard yeah, that, that song. I'm familiar with that. That, that was the one song I, I know from that yeah. album. I remember. Yeah, that was the big hit from the album. And years later, I actually got to work a little bit with um, Nuka Bass Type, also known as Satch Ill Pages. And um, it was definitely an honor working with somebody whose whose music had a huge influence on me as a as an artist. So it kind of came full circle a number of years later. So, but that's my number ten. Um, number nine is Gangstar Step Into the Arena. I was raised like a Muslim, praying to the east. Nature of my life relates rhymes I release like a cannon. Cause I've been planning to be ramming what I wrote straight on a plate down your throat. So digest as I suggest, we take a good look at who's who while I'm reading from my good book. And let's dig into every nook and every cranny. Set your mind free as I slam these thoughts. And just like a jenny goes bow, you're gonna see what I'm saying now. You can't be sleeping, cause things are getting crazy. You better stop being lazy. There's many people fronting. And many brothers dropping, all because of dumb things. Let me tell you something, I've been through so much that I'm such a maniac. But I still act out of faith that we can get the shit together so I break. Our fools with no rhyme skills messing up the flow. And people with no sense who be moving much too slow. And so, you will know the meaning of the gangsta. Go with the mic and premiere as the anchor swiftly. As we embark on a journey, I had to get an attorney. I needed someone to defend my position. Decisions I made, cause now it's time to get paid. And ladies, these rhymes are like the keys to a dope car. Maybe a Lexus or a Jaguar still. All of that is just material. So won't you take the scenario and just imagine if each one is teaching one. We'll come together so that we become a strong force. Then we can stay on course. Find your direction through introspection. And for my people out there, I got a question. Can we be the sole controllers of our fate? Now who's going to take the weight? <laughs> I knew there was going to be a gangster. I knew there was going to be one. I cannot not have a Gangstar album. <laughs> and that was a toss-up, too, between uh, this one and Moment of Truth. Because Moment of Truth's my record, too. I love that one. But Yeah, yeah. I love up. Moment of Truth. Yeah. Um, that, uh, Who's Gonna Take the Weight, is one of my all-time top favorite songs ever. That beat that Primo put together for it. 
and just it's it, it's so and, he, and, and and Guru's just rapid fire spitting just knowledge from I mean I was raised like a Muslim praying to the east and I'm like he didn't waste any time like building up he just came right to it went right for the jugular and I'm like that's how I want to come out with my lyrics I don't want to sugarcoat nothing I just want to be like bam I'm right in here you know yeah. so that that was that yeah that one was just that one and just to get a rep just to get a rep was real hard too those were two of my two favorite joints on the album that's one of the records one of the few records I can listen to from top to bottom and not skip a single track you know just put, it on, yeah, yeah, yeah. put it get in the car and just let it ride you know mm. and, and I love like how that album like helped you know pave the way for, for, for jazz rap right you know especially around that time when it was starting to get popular um, you know it's you know it, it took me years to realize this but I was just amazed at how they were able to make it to the uh, Mo Better Blues uh, soundtrack right which was about jazz right from, from Spike Great. yeah Yep. Yeah. No. I and I love all the jazz samples that Primo was working with, and as a producer, that was really inspiring to me because I, he was he wasn't just using your normal funk samples, your your say, the same breaks that everybody else had been using. He was like digging super, super, super deep to get that stuff, and and that definitely inspired a uh, a young a young Peach Hill to start digging in the crates back, you know. In the early yeah, so yeah. That was that's where that that's where that whole thing came from. It's like, wait a minute, where's he get these beats from? Hold on, I need to be at the record shop a little bit more. So then we go at number eight. It's probably one of the most sonically beautiful albums that I I've ever heard, and the way it was put together from top to bottom. It, it, I just love how it was produced and how it was arranged into almost a story from the beginning to end. But the Fuji's the score. We used to be number ten. Now we permanent and one in the battle. Lost my finger. Mike became my arm. Pistol nozzle hits nasal. Blood becomes warm. Tell them, come on, be easy now. Squeeze this armor. Test why cleft. See that flesh get scorned. Beats so bad, make you feel like you ain't wanting to be born, John. Tell your friends they that hell out of my lord. Chicken drawers became dead drawers. Stealing chickens from my farm. Yeah, yeah, I like the dead pigeon. If you're my theosis, then I'm bringing all hate to Cecilia. Nobody shoot me. My body's made a hand grenade. Girl bled to death while she was tucking in the razor blade. That sounds sick. Maybe one day I'll ride the horror. Black killer comes to the ghetto. Jackson Acura. Stevie Wonder sees crack babies. Be clinging in the knees in their own families. I'ma get them coming up when we soon done. Gun by my side just in case I got the rum. A boy on the side of Babylon trying to front like you're down with Mount Zion. that record mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i love that record i another one top to bottom just roll right through the whole thing and the skits were on point the, the songs were produced beautiful i mean the sound sonically it's like put it in some freaking high quality headphones and just let it play and close your eyes i mean sonically to this day that still holds its own and uh i love that also another one of my runner-up ones would have been white clefts the carnival uh, the Guan oh, okay, okay, okay. is hands down one of my favorites, but I, I like the score a little bit better than the Carnival. So, because I did like when all three of them yeah. were working together, I was sad when they broke up. So I thought their energy together was beautiful. So, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll let I'll, I'll fill in on you know well when that that album dropped back in '96. Um, that was a big deal, you know, um, in Trinidad, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because you know two well you know two of the MCs themselves that would be Pras and, and Wyclef, you know, have Caribbean roots, mm-hmm. right? So it was just hearing these guys, you know, incorporating Jamaican patois, you know, onto a rap song. And I mean that that well, I mean it's not like it hasn't happened. You know, early, you know, prior to that, right? But it did. Uh, but in this case, it was just done, you know, and it, just in a in a different way. I, I must say, right? Um, I actually did a review of it on my other podcast. Um, you know, I just had a lot of fun talking about it. Um, and it was just the chemistry between you know Wyclef and Pras and Lauren Hill as well too. Um, Lauren Hill crushed it. She's the MVP of that record. Um, she actually kicks off the album off. She actually kicks the album off. Sorry, with the first verse on um, how many how many mics, uh-huh. right? And from from that point on, it was just like just fire, just flames. After that, right? Um, you know, there were tracks like I mean, No Woman No Cry, of course, uh, Killing Me Softly. That was Huge, 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 huge. To the point that I heard it on an adult contemporary, you know, uh, radio station, right? Not just you know urban stations, right? That's how big it was. Uh, Fuji La, you know what I mean? When I saw the music video for that for the first time, and Salam Remy's beat though was just like, all right, this is this is different. But I just love how White Club just came in. We yeah, used to be said, number ten, yeah, now we're coming in at one. Lots of bang, lots of finger. You know what I mean? This right is going off, thumb, right? Yeah. I just love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this close to this, my favorite song, Agree to Disagree, is The Mask. I just love that beat, though. I love that. Ho- I love those horns, sorry. I love the sardonic humor of everybody that song. I love Wyclef's verse on it. I love everything about it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. Everybody. Can. I love that. And, and, and going back to that record, too, No Woman, No Cry, I thought was one of the best covers of a Bob Marley song ever done. So I love Bob Marley. And... I thought that they did justice to it. Sometimes you cover someone else's song, you just leave a little something missing because you didn't take it on as your own. They took it on as their own, and they brought something beautiful yeah. with it. And also, the Killing Me Softly, I thought was great, as because as a producer and a DJ, that by that point, um, I already knew about the original song, but that opened up so many people's eyes to the original. And I think I think anytime you can send people back in time to to the original article that's being covered or sampled i think that's great for everybody because we have to see the dna of each song and then the samples or the covers you're doing that's all the dna of the music and i think that sent a lot of people digging a little deeper and i think that's always good for folks so yeah 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 and and, and lastly on killing me softly i mean one time two times i mean that is that is like just a part of of, of hip-hop culture right now right just that one time two times and, and as a DJ, you know what I mean that white clifted I love and that. as when i'm djing i love spinning mixing that one with benita applebaum i mean those two go together because obviously it's the same mm-hmm. drum track bing, 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 bing. yeah so that's up yeah, it, yeah. It's, a, it's a it's all around one of my favorite records so but yeah that inspired me a lot yeah. in the way of how i look at album not conception but putting it together basically the building blocks to make a, a solid album from beginning to end placement of the songs how you how you want the vibe to move throughout the record so that i learned that from that record right there nice, so nice. And let's see moving on number seven diggable planets reach in a new reftin of time and space like the breeze floats straight out of our lids. Them, they got boo bodies, hard rock Brooklyn kids. Us floor rush when they DJ booming classics. You dig the crew on the fattest hip hop record. He touched the kinks and sinks into the sounds. She frequents deep, fatter joints called undergrounds. 
Now I funk zooms like you hit the Mary Jane. They flock to booms, man, boogie had to change. Who freaks the clips with mad amount percussion? Where kinky hair goes to unthought of dimensions? Why's it so fly? Cause hip hop kept some drama. When butterfly rock the light, you sway boomers. What by the cut? We push it off the corner. How was the buzz entire hip hop era? Was fresh in fact since they started saying Audi. Cause funk's made fat from right beneath my hood. The pooba of the styles like miles and shit. Like 60s funky worms with waves and perms. Just sending junky rhythms right down your block. We beat to rap what key beat to lock. But I'm cool like that. 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 I'm cool. Okay. 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 That record was... Along with Gangstar, one of the other times that I really saw Jazz's influence on hip-hop early on. Um, cool Like That was the first joint I heard off of that. This first single from the record. And uh, it's funny. I've been working, Love that song. And I've been working with Doodlebug. Shout out to my man Doodlebug. We've done a couple of singles. Uh, we just had a new nice, single nice. that came out, My Truth. And it just hit last week number one on Hip Hop God's uh, top 20 charts after about... I want to say about 12, 13 weeks on the chart, it finally hit number one. So shout out to my brother Doodlebug from Dickwell Planets. Um, yeah, shout out my I was telling him this story too. So cool like that. Whenever I hear that song, it takes me back to being in high school when I had that record. And I was dating this girl in high school. And you know how it is. You're a kid. Girls are jealous. Fellas are just puffing out their chest like whatever. So me and this girl walking mm. to the train after school to take the train downtown. And in front of me, was this girl walking and she, hey, I'm just gonna be real, I wanna be objectifying the women, but she had a big old booty. Big old booty. Bandex <laughs> okay, okay. and biker shorts. So I, I was like walking with my girl, like, okay. Dude, she, I, had, I had my headphones on playing cool like that, and I'm walking, I'm like, and she'll be like, BAM! I'm like, what, 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 what? Oh. Man, every time I hear cool like that, I think of that girl just chewing me out over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's, that's so, 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 is it, isn't that when she was walking? Yeah, I got you. So, isn't that when she was walking? You just heard that. Wow. Yeah. Like she was, she was walking in time to the beat or something. Yeah, I was just walking and all of a sudden, like, I'm like, oh, oh. So, I, I, was, I was looking over. No, I made all the excuses a young man's going to make. None of them work. None of them work. And I was wrong, but whatever. <laughs> I remember I told Doodlebug about that years later, and he just thought that was hilarious. But uh, every time I hear cool like that, I always think of that day because it cracks me up to this day. So, but. Uh, but honestly, that record, just so many jazz samples, so many great jazz yeah, samples, yeah. you know, and if you dig deep in there, you learn about a lot of other great music. Yeah, and, and just in the subject of, uh, on the subject, sorry, of, of Cool yeah. Like That, right? I just love how different, it, it you know, those those rhymes were, it just didn't sound like anything that you heard before, and they were just like, yeah, this is how we're going to do this, you know, we beat to rap like he beat to luck, we Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's and, it. And love, Never heard that before, right? And I love that they were yeah. the insects of the diggable planets. You know what I'm saying? They were like, they were taking on this whole persona of something different, especially coming from California, where everything was just so hardcore during that era. Hearing something coming out, even though it was coming from way back east, but most of my music came from back east, so that was my style anyway. But it, it was so refreshing to hear something that was just lighthearted yet serious, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, love that. Great, great, great pick, man. Yeah. All right. So, that takes us to number six. It's going to bring us forward into the 21st century with this one. But, um, Brother Ali, Morning in America, Living in Color. Murder, murder, murder. Kill, kill, kill. 
fantastic album um brother ali is like to me he is like an extension of public enemy so to speak his messages are so deep the man is about what he talks about like i've seen him get arrested at protests online because he doesn't just talk the talk he goes out there and puts his body in harm's way when necessary you know like guys like him immortal technique chuck d people like that are my heroes and definitely brother ali I came across him as, a, as an adult, but that whole album uh, just just blew me away. There was the uh, the one song he has a video for, um, and the and the title of the song I'm losing it for, but it's uh, "Murder, Murder, Murder, Kill, 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 Cannibal on This Earth." Basically, he's talking about there's a very thin line between a soldier and a terrorist. Because basically, he says soldiers wait soldiers are the terrorists for the rich. The terrorists are the soldiers to the poor. I, I, I really, I'm, I'm totally misquoting and fucking his lyrics up. I'm totally doing that right now. It's, it's, it's Check the album out. The video, the visual for that is beautiful. That inspired me a lot to keep going with my own political messages because I felt like there are still people that want to hear that message. There are still people that need to hear that message, and there are still people making that message. So, but uh, next up is uh, my number five. We're going to take it uh, back to the East Coast. LL Cool J, Good Mr. Smith. It's a Queens thing, baby. I want to dance with you. Track masters, yeah. rock on. My name is Hell, I'm from Queens. I heard about your man, he like a late shoe green. Don't shake about a mosquito with Donna jeans, but he slipped up and threw his rock to a fiend. He be playing like a willy, cause he dressed shit up. Never knowing that his woman is in need of love. He got Versace, gold links, stomach chains with rocks. Official hairstyle, but you stuck up in the spot. Making love, Duke is weak, then he falling asleep. You on the phone with your old peeps, dying to creep between my sheets. So what you got Chanel on your feet? Hot sex on a platter makes the mission complete, uh. His okay. greatest album, but that one, 
the smoothness of his production all the beats were so smooth on there he was doing his ladies man thing but he also was doing yeah i mean i mean doing it i mean doing it was just all over the radio back then yeah it, it was it was that song that was just hard to escape the doing it joint was hard um he had a joint on my favorite joint on the whole album though is hip-hop and he starts off with, he said, the kid uh, mailed me a globe of the world and said, the world's yours, put it in your pocket. And he goes and he just gives props to every single MC that inspired him. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful. That's my favorite joint wow. on the whole record. I bought that cassette back in the day and I played that until the cassette broke. So <laughs> that was in my car that whole <laughs> summer and I think most of the winter too before it broke. So, but yeah, and, and that's not to say that's his greatest album, but to me, that had an impact on my life. So that's why it was right. there. Greatest album he did, in my uh, opinion, is probably Walking with a Panther, but that's... Okay, okay, okay. I, 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 I was just thinking that you were either going to see Radio or Ambad, or Ambad, I think it is here. Yeah, I, I thought you was going to see, or Mama C. Nokiot, which is my favorite yeah. um, El Kuchi record. Yeah. I thought you was going to see one of those, but uh, Walking with a Panther, I know a lot of people kind of you know, kind of feel iffy about it, but I think he did this thing. He did this thing on, on that record. He, he did. I, I, I felt and, I, and I love the production on there. Marley Marl did him proper on that record, so that's that's why yeah, that's yeah. why that's my second LL Cool J record, and if I was going to pick it out this for this list. Uh, the next one right. is another artist, probably not what most people would pick as their greatest record, but I'm going to go there anyway. De La Soul, and the, the, the selection is De La Soul is Dead. Girl meets boy on Thursday night. Was high, girl, fly like tight. They hold hands until next day. Boy, then let's go hit his way. Boy, rules blood rags to his boys. Erection brings bad boy joys. Boy thinks of that big fat fat. Big black fat, love big black fat. Girl calls boy to stand him up on Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, it's a Saturday, it's a Saturday, it's a Saturday. Saturday, it's a Saturday. Saturday, it's a Saturday. Once more with a wallop in the score. Smash about a riff should I make it rock your hip. Revival of the roller boogie and a ricochet to make you think about the time we spoke fun instead of fight. A diamond from a piece of metal should I take Yo, your life. Slip your butt to the fix of this mix. Toss that briefcase, it's time to let loose. Cause you work like heck to get the weekend check. So unfasten that sleeve around your neck. Connected like a rod from the wheel to the foot. Come on, everybody, did the funky output. Another one where the price that's my favorite De La Soul. I love that record. That is my all-time favorite. And I love De La. Don't get me wrong. I love all their records. Mm. Three Feet High and Rising, amazing. Grind Day, even Grind Day is one of my favorite records. You know, but but mm -hmm, De La mm -hmm. Soul is dead. The way that that record, Chris Paul put all those skits together and the way they did all that production, yes. that one and the Fuji score are like neck and neck for most well-conceived album, in my opinion. And, and yeah. of course, I, I, I just love that storybook. Sorry, that storybook style of you know, there's that boom, and, and they had inside, all these random skits. Had the tape and, and inside the inside the book, and the, the, the pull you pulled all this big old J card out, and they doom, doom, and there's like a little story you could follow along with. I mean, it was all done so beautifully, and it was so well thought out, man. And, uh, my, my all time favorite De La songs on there Roller Skating Jam named Saturdays. Oh, that one, that one. Grew up on that song. That one gets me um, it's it's that particular 
there's a particular remix that um uh because I thought that that was the original version on the album. It's only the years after I realized no, it's actually like a remix, mm-hmm. right? It's that one with that sort of house style. Right, that one. I grew up on that shit. Yeah. That was that was just all over. You know, <laughs> that that was that was like my my anthem on Saturdays. That was like my Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, get up and just do stuff. Dude, the summer, I love that. The song. summer that came out, I was working as a counselor at a summer camp, and uh, every Saturday morning, I put that on my boombox and make all the kids listen to it. Like, uh, uh-uh, it's Saturday. We're listening to this. This is what you're waking up to today. If you don't like this, sorry, this is what's happening. I'm in charge. You're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, funny thing is, I actually re-listened to Dila Soul is Dead. That was um, when uh, the catalog was finally available on Spotify, right? Yeah. So the first record I just listened to was that, right? And I'm just amazed at what they, what they, what they achieved back in 91. Just pretty much saying that, yeah, you know, the DZ thing was a thing. We did it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody just kind of associates us as being hippies. And we're like, no, we're not going to do that again, right? But we're still going to be intelligent. We're still going to be unconventional. We're still going to throw that at you. But at the same time, we're kind of showing you that, yeah, we're kind of pissed at how people responded to us with that whole DZH mm-hmm. stuff, right? So it's angry, but at the same time, kind of like laughing at the, you know, kind of, you know, kind of laughing at themselves, but laughing at the audience and just kind of having fun with it as well. Too. It was, it was a lot of stuff going on, but how they just executed just across the board was was magnificent in my opinion. I mean, shout out to Prince Paul, he he did his damn thing on that record. Man. Yes, he did, and I, I kind of felt like too coming from three feet right, three feet high and rising to De La Soul is dead, and then going forward after De La Soul is dead with their their continued catalog, I felt like De La Soul is dead is kind of where they define who they really were and where they were going to be going. That was like the first glimpses at the, the, the De La Soul that we all saw through the rest of the 90s and 2000s. That was our first glimpse at those guys because, yeah, the, the Daisy thing was cool, but they didn't want to get associated just being hippies. You're right about that. But no, in no disrespect, yeah. that, the Daisy Age stuff was fire, straight up. I can't... Yeah, it was, it was different. That we needed that. We needed that. But they, they defined themselves. It was it was good. It was done really well. Um, but yeah, next next one we're gonna go. We're gonna bring it back out west for number three, Ice Tea, and the selection is the Iceberg. E-V-I-L-E, and I see you on a jack move, laying down a dope cruise, smoking those who disapprove, wrecking the deck, you regret if you cross, punk rolling like a Mack truck, waxing those who talk jump, dialing you in, I got your face in my crosshairs, wanna see you don't bust, sucker, cause I don't care, nothing about you, your crew, because you talk shit, I'm the lethal weapon boy, riding the apocalypse, if you're in my way, you lay beneath the ground soon, violence is my business, fool, the microphone of doom, mission massacre all punks as I bust caps, feeling your back, my ammunition, hollow point wraps, you try to run, that makes it even more fun, I just go lamp and damp you with a shotgun, cops try to flex. But guns they'll never find. My lethal weapon's my mind. Freedom of speech. Oh, okay, okay. Ice tea. Um, I'm a, I'm a, 
I'm an OG or original gangster fan. Like I, I think that is his best work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, for me, it's just because I grew up on New Jack Hustler yep. because New Jack City, the movie, which is one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, what was was the shit back then, and I still killed it in that film. I love that film. Love his performance there. But yeah, it, that that song, New Jack Hustler, was what really like. Oh, that's who this guy is. Okay, okay, okay. And that's why I love the album. But um, Iceberg, though. All right, yeah, I, interesting. I, I, not not power, not. OG American Gangster. Sorry, original Gangster. You're right. good. No, actually, Power was one of the first tapes I ever bought. You know, I, I loved Ice T. Okay, just, okay. It's it's the way the the production again on on Iceberg and then his his so heavy with the messages of freedom of speech on there. That's what brought that one to me. And going back to New Jack City because OG is one of my freaking favorite records. Either I remember I bought the record the day it came out and I went and saw New Jack nice. City on opening night. In Sacramento, I wasn't old enough to get into that, so me and my boys went to it, we bought tickets to some <laughs> bullshit movie, and it just snuck into there to watch that shit. I was not gonna miss seeing Ice T in this movie, and it was fantastic. Oh my god, I, I, I kept quoting that one line all, all the rest of the week at school. I'd be like, I want to shoot you so bad, my dick's hard. I want to shoot you so bad, my dick is hard. I was like, dick's hard. Damn, what the hell, man, dude. I mean, that, 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 is that, shit. that movie just yeah. That I love. I love that film. I love that film. It's one of my guilty pleasures. I don't care what anybody says, man. When I went to New York City a couple of years ago, um, I was in Harlem and I actually got to. Uh, I went by and I saw the building that the uh, the Carter House was actually filmed at. It's actually it's actually a real place in New York City. And it was kind of cool. It's just right. like a, a tenement building people live in now, but it's like, but it was like, oh shoot, that's a spot where uh, Eka Mouse. Remember Eka Mouse was in there, and he got he's all. Yes. The services are no longer needed. So no longer required. Woo! But yeah, that was that was a shit. But back back to the iceberg. I'm see, I'm going off on my top ten movies now and shit. But um, the iceberg, man. Um, the freedom of speech stuff was really incredible. The intro to that. And I believe that was George Carlin on the intro with the Shut Up, Be Happy. And it was just so, like, okay. ominous, like, like something's about to happen. And it came at a time, uh, I believe when I got hit with that record, right about the time of the Rodney King riots. There was so much, so much tension building up in the hood. There was so much just uncertainty, and people were speaking, and they were saying a lot. And the whole, like, like the Shut Up, Be Happy almost felt like martial law. And I was like... Damn, are we headed here? But it, he, he created a sonic landscape that really inspired me. And his delivery, someone once told me, this dude saw me rhyming. And the first thing he said to me was, you're a fan of Ice-T, aren't you? I'm like, how'd you know that? He's like, dude, I can hear it any way you spit. And I'm like, and I never made that connection before. But I'm like, yeah, it's one of my favorite, you know, my top five MCs is Ice-T. So, yeah, so yeah, that whole yeah. record, though, man, oh, it blew me away. Shit with yeah. his rock band, the bitch tried to kill me. That shit was hilarious. Um, but you saw like early glimpses of what what was gonna become Body Count on some of those rock rock anthems he did. So it was it was kind of cool. It was really it was one of my favorite records. So but, uh, yeah, um, that's just one point I want to make though. Um, that that album cover stays with you. It's I, I I I for me it's just that shotgun barrel to the mouth boy. It's, it's just something really like dark about and that. Have, though, the same, you know what 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 yeah yeah and, and just just for somebody like like um, I see to say here Warner Warner Records I think it's called Warner mm-hmm. Records right here Warner Records here's my new album yep shotgun to mouth uh-huh. yeah he, he gave <laughs> no fucks and I was I've I got so much respect to that man. I, I met him once, actually. I met him in the, in the late 90s. He came to nice. Sacramento. He played this little nightclub 
with body count. It's like 97. And I got to meet him for a second beforehand, shake his hand. And it's funny. So I walked up. I had a buddy that was doing security. I'm like, yo, you got to let me back there. I want to, I want to meet Ice-T. I want to shake that man's hand, right? He's like, all right, you go back there. So Ice-T stand at the side of the stage watching their band. I'm like, okay. So I walk up to him. And the first impression was, as a tall person, you picture your heroes as larger than life. But Ice-T is about this tall. And not that they're thinking as towering as I am at six foot two, but I'm like, oh, I'm bigger than this dude. Oh, that's weird. That's really weird. But okay. So I walk up, I tap him on the shoulder, and he doesn't say nothing. He just kind of watches. I'm like, all right. So I could walk back and be like, whatever. Or I could tap him on the shoulder again. One of two things that happen. One, he's going to turn around and like, sock me in the fucking jaw or something. So I'm like, this is iced tea here. He's not going to take no shit from nobody. Or. He's going to be hella cool. But either way, that's going to be a cool story, getting clocked in the jaw by Ice-T or being cool. And lucky for me, he turned out to be really cool, chopped it up for a few minutes, gave me some advice early on in my career, gave him my demo tape, which never landed nothing, but that's okay. And um, But no, it was a really cool experience getting to meet that guy. He's definitely one of my heroes. So Much love to Ice-T. Nice, nice. Last two, last two. Um, last two, all right, number two, third base, the Cactus album. Brooklyn. Real cool, cause Brooklyn's cool. Friday during the last day of school, school. Girls step into the mall to swing, setting up dollars for their summer fling. Cars on the avenue create gridlock. And there's girls like mad at the bus stop, no waiting on the bus, but waiting on the cash flow. Fellas are laughing, gas in the past hole. I didn't see that one coming. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no, 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 I, I did I did not. I did not, but great pick, great album. Yes, Love yes, yes. everything about that record. And also, when that record came out, as a as a little white kid trying to rap in the early 90s, I didn't have a lot of white folks that I could identify with that were rapping. And white people always want to put people, all people, white people always want to put people in boxes. Like, you're this, you're over here. So they're like, Oh, you rap? You must be like Vanilla Ice. And I'm like, no, I'm nothing like that man. Nothing like Vanilla Ice. So when I saw Third Base, Thurch in particular, I'm like, I'm like him. Because he's not bullshit selling out the, the culture. He's really about his shit like I am. And the man mm-hmm. is speaking some knowledge. And Pete Nice was fucking nice to the mic. And then, you know, never, never talk Third Base and not give props to Daddy Rich. One of the most underrated DJs ever. Daddy Rich is a killer DJ. But anyway... But yeah, so that to me was like, hey, I see you over there. And I if you can do that, I can do that shit too. So that kind of gave me the gumption to kind of keep going with it and, and fuck with these motherfuckers you're saying over here. <laughs> so plus all the samples in that record are just I mean, I heard I read a story once, I don't know if it's true, but I don't believe that Search Pete or Daddy Rich got a dime for that record because once they cleared all the samples and got sued and whatever, there was no money left over for them. They just made a classic album and wow. toured it. You know, that's I don't know if that to be true or not. That's just a story I heard. So don't quote me on it. I could be wrong, but uh, it makes sense though too because there was a lot of samples in that record. It was so well put together. Prince Paul had his hands in that one a little bit, uh, just like the De La records. 
Um, Sam Sever made so much dope production on that one. So Brooklyn Queens is probably one of my favorite joints. Step into the AM, the other one in Words of Wisdom. The Gas Face, of course, right. everyone likes the Gas Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. MF the, the Doom, our first time here in, here in Zeb Love X, a.k.a. MF Doom. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. yeah, love some third base. But I think that takes us to our number one joint, so. Yeah. Is it what I think it is? I think you, you might know you what see? it is, but I'm going to tell you, and you tell me if it's what you thought it was. Vanilla Ice. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm totally fucking kidding. <laughs> Public enemy. To the extreme, man. No, to the extreme. Right? I mean. <laughs> now, public enemy, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. I got a letter from the government the other day. I opened and read it. It said they were suckers. They wanted me for their army or whatever. Picture me giving a damn. I said never. Here is a land that never gave a damn about a brother like me and myself because they never did. I wasn't with it, but just that very minute it occurred to me. The suckers had a I heard that record when I was like 12 or 13, and that shaped me so much of who I am as a person, who, who the way I want to deliver my lyrics with such gravity that Chuck D has. Chuck D is my hands down my all-time favorite MC ever. Nobody will stand taller than Chuck D in my opinion. Um, yeah, but hearing uh, Bring the Noise, Bring the Noise was the first one, and then what's the other one? Um, Terminator X and the Edge of Panic. Don't believe the hype. So watch Channel Zero. Wait, 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 I have to step in with this one, right? I was waiting for you to say Terminator X, right? That 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 um that 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 interlude, if you will, right? First time I heard that, and I just heard that that opening to you know the flash card teeth like and then Terminator X. And then it just explodes. It just hit me. Oh, that kettle sample! Oh my god! It just, it just went nuts when I heard that. Mm-hmm. Though I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that too. The X killed it. I mean, Chuck these verses. Even you know, flavor, flavor coming in a little in between. Though I love that. I, I get goosebumps every mm-hmm. time I I, I I think about that oh. song. Right. Um, 19 Liver Peace sends another great song as well, too. You know, I just love, uh, I just love the darkness of it, and this how those, those horns stay with you. That yep. <laughs> it's something dark about it, but it totally works, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you, 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 you could go ahead. Oh, yeah, I, just, cool, I just need, cool, yeah, I just I, need to keep I talk about this record all day, man. But no, I remember I first heard that at my buddy's house. My buddy Scott had the, had the cassette of that, and we were listening to it, and I was just like, holy shit. Holy shit, what is this? It was like it was like everything was just elevated. It was like hip hop but elevated at the time. And it, it made me really want to pursue being an MC at a point where I was kind of just rapping and having fun, whatever. But it made me really want to do it. I could see that the microphone could be used not just to rock a party, but as a tool for change. 
at a young age. Yeah. So, and then I learned so much from Chuck's lyrics, not just from Takes a Nation, from Fear of a Black Planet, you know, music and our message, Yo Bum Rush the Show, and all of that. It's his messages and the things I learned from his records were things I was not learning in the public school system in California. They weren't teaching me about Paracon. Right. They weren't teaching me about Malcolm X. They were teaching me bullshit. So, bullshit, whitewash history. So I was like, I learned a lot and it got me picking up books and reading books and learning about things that I was not privy to prior to that. Like, are you familiar with um, Ice-T's Home Invasion album? Yes, yes. There is a couple of times, but yeah. I'm I, 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 I have to joke and say I'm that white kid on the cover with the, the Donald Goins books and the Malcolm X books, you know, reading Iceberg Slim. I like to say I'm, I'm that white kid. But, but for real, the, the, like listening to P.E. And, and also very honorable mention to Ice Cube and during that era, he has so much knowledge in his lyrics. But um, yeah, all those guys, the way, they, the way they're speaking, it, it got me going out and finding out information and learning things and and hopefully making me a better person. I think it did make me a better person than I could have turned out to be coming from where I was coming from, so. Yeah. And, well, for me, I just love how grand and anthemic those those beats were, right? It wasn't just to get you hyped up and, well, I mean, they do get you hyped up or whatnot, right? But it's just because something, you, 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 you're being, you, you, it's an experience that, you, that you've never had before, right? You're, you're being fed with knowledge right and it's something going to be extraordinary right so it's just how just thinking about the production right how sample heavy and just how they were able to incorporate those samples and make it flow so seamlessly right i i am just in awe of the, of the production on that album right and then of course too i mean chuck d i mean we, you know we've talked about him before but that's how assertive he was and just the way how he rapped it was just different right um and even flavor flavor as well too as just the hype money just saying oh you know it's just he's just all jokes and whatnot right but i'll just never forget uh, the very end of don't believe the hype and just that outro that he uh-huh. you know talk about it just you know a lot of critics like to say this but they won't they did, they did, um, they're too ignorant you know to understand what we're saying what we're kicking in the brain cells man don't, don't worry we're getting in the hurry you don't know worry, you'll so tell me the next kicking yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just that the like they were all on the same level, right? It wasn't just about, you know, kicking rhymes and partying and whatnot. They they had a they had a message to um they had a message to, to, to deliver basically, right? Um let's close with this, right? Uh party for your right to fight. Yes. I mean you re- you, you, you took the title of a Beastie Boys song, reworked it and just made it like, you know, the perfect way to conclude an album and and it was so cool too because they did that. They did that. The Beasties and Public Enemy were so tight, and it wasn't on mm-hmm. a disrespectful thing. It was like I'm gonna take your idea, I'm gonna flip it over here, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take it from our angle. And it was a mutual respect between the Beasties and, and, and PE, man. I, I, and that was so beautiful, so so beautiful. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, well, well, great, great list, yeah, Mister Chill, man. I, 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 and you know, I was actually like looking out for Public Enemy and some other albums from the eighties and whatnot. But I was surprised that there was a good amount of nineties records as well, too, man. Um, you know, rightfully so. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of when I when I got into my own and started making records in ninety two. I feel like when I really started learning about song structure from like ninety two till ninety five and really kind of building who I am as an MC. A lot of those records in that time period influenced me a lot because I was still learning myself on 
where where was my lane gonna be? Where am I gonna fall into this whole mix? Where where do I belong here? Where's where's my piece to be at? And so learning from a lot of these records and being inspired by them helped me figure out what I wanted to sound like, what I wanted to be, and what felt comfortable to me and genuine. So that's why I think why a lot of them from that era popped up in my in my list of songs that kind of inspired me because that's like Public Enemy that I did that before I was making records. I, I discovered that record, but it, it got the it, it planted the seed in my head that I was going to be doing this one day, you know. Mm. And well, you know, the rest is history, right? So yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for, for coming through. That that that's pretty much it. Um, you know, well, as we have, you know, just a, a couple minutes again, I guess. Um, you know, you could just let the world know where people could find you, you know, you online and you know your music. Well, where could people check out your work? Uh, my music's streamable on all platforms. Just uh, look for Mr. P Chill. Um, I'm on all the social medias uh, at Mr. P Chill. It's Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, even have a TikTok that I occasionally will post something to once in a while. I'm trying to get better into that one, but I, I don't know. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, I guess. I don't know, but um, I, I I suck at TikTok. Okay, I, I don't feel so bad now. You and me both, in bro, for real. But I'm out there on all yeah. of them. Um, I've got merchandise for sale at uh, uh, my band camp. If you just go to MrPeachillMusic.com, it'll automatically route you right to my online merchandise store. I've got vinyl, t-shirts, all that good stuff for sale, hats and all the whole nine. I'd love to send something to your house so you could enjoy it in your private time. <laughs> so, but Matthew, thank you so much for thinking of me for this. Uh, it's hip hop's 50th anniversary and uh, yes. it feels good to be able to uh, yeah. to have a little piece of, of telling folks about, you know, the, the journey that hip hop has led me on and, and the beautifulness of the culture and how it's blessed me. So thank you for allowing me to share my top 10 with you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, right? And you know, it, it's it's just amazing that you know something like hip hop tuning fifty, right, could you know lead to me doing something like this right now. You know, talking to you and hearing your your top ten list, right? So yeah, right. Absolutely. So you know, again, um, happy you know fiftieth anniversary to hip hop as well. You know, uh, fifty years and going strong. You know, what I mean, and, and you know, we'll see where it evolves. Hopefully, it will go in you know positive directions. You know, going forward as well. Um, and you know, just can't wait to, to, to hear you know the crop of great MCs that will come you know afterwards, and you know just the MCs that we have here right now, you know, including yourself, right, and just see where you know um, you know music in general, where hip hop music goes from there, you know. So yeah. All right, mm -hmm. and that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whenever you're listening to this, this was Matthew Bailey and Mr. P. Chill. Thank you so much, sir, for coming through. Really, really honored to speak to you about this. And yeah, Thank until you. the next one, take care. Hip hop, fifty till infinity. Peace. Peace.